up jordan if you can uh post something out there like we're going live or are live and yeah, then yeah. everybody kind of grabs it and retweets that'd be awesome too yeah as soon as i have a link for the youtube i'll uh shoot it out right on Which, oh got it got it got it Dude, this uh, this picture of Gabe with the Bitcoin <laughs> Veterans T-shirt on it is fantastic. That's the first dish. Who even got that picture? What? How did they get that? Is that on your profile somewhere? What did I miss? Man. Where is this? I don't even know well, where it's, that in the, is, it's in the. It's coming, it's coming up. We're gonna share this with, uh, with everybody. <laughs> this is this is brilliant. I don't know where that came from. Some of the stuff that's coming through on Bitcoin Veterans, man. Uh, that is that's the chat to be in. That thing is happening, man. Dude, I, mean, I can't keep up. It's impossible to keep up with these guys. It's a no lively group. But nothing's break. impossible. Hey, hey holy cow. What? Gabe's a, Gandalf is a baby right there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that was the big moment, man. That was the, the first edition of the uh, Bitcoin veterans t shirt. I like it. And uh yeah. I think I think that should be whatever wherever we're selling this thing eventually that should be the model picture for the shirt. I've seen a tie-dye t-shirt in like decades. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the idea here, fellas. I'm not saying everybody's hippies or anything. I might be. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> You can be a hippie and a fucking badass. Like this is yeah. fucking 2023, okay? If you yeah. can have a dick and be a woman, then you can be a fucking hippie and a badass. So I maybe, maybe we don't want to draw that conclusion, for yeah. sure. I identify as a hippie. What are you going to do? What do you got for me? Come at me, bro. Yeah, let's have it. So I've uh, I've gone back and I've listened to you know some of this stuff just for quality and all that fun stuff. And it appears to me that when I use the sounds on this Roadcaster Pro, like I'm the only one that can hear it. There are times when I'm literally throwing this on. So it's the indication of the beginning of the show. And you can kind of maybe hear it on on the show, but I hear it just like, oh, it's this is rocking. And I keep turning yeah. it up thinking you guys are going to stop talking over it. No fucking <laughs> no. way. <laughs> One, it's not loud enough. Two, we would still keep talking. It would happen anyway. Oh, we would definitely still keep talking. Especially me and Mike. We'd yeah. just be like this is this is something that I have always had as far as like you can call it a problem. Like all through uh elementary school. I was I was routinely sent to the principal's office, not for like picking on people. It was yeah. because I was talking when the teacher was talking. It's because you're yeah. a great communicator. <laughs> <laughs> I I always got in trouble for the same thing, and my daughter got in trouble for it yesterday, like her first day back to school. Yes, I was leading like, the way. It's just fucking bred into you. There's no changing it. There's nothing you can do. Genetic, epigenetic. So if I ever annoy you guys with it, just realize there's nothing I can do about it. It's just genetics. Okay, sorry. Okay. Talk to God. I was born this way. <laughs> I identify. Yeah. As I was a born the annoying way. talker. I am biologically an annoying talker. It's not that I, I I try not to identify as one, but I have to accept reality. <sighs> mm. We're not going to try to change YouTube. it. We haven't even started yet. We're already kicked off of YouTube. Uh, no, it's it's, it's seven o'clock. So we haven't we haven't corrected pronouns yet. So I think we're good. There hasn't been enough reach yet. That's what it is. Yeah. No, what, are you, what are you saying? There's going to come a time when the, well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> have, I have realistic expectations about like, you know, we just started this thing and there, as it grows, eventually it's going to reach somebody who's touched deeply. 
<laughs> by the way we communicate. Are we and talking like, touched? Are we talking like philosophically touched or like Ooh. grabbing the doll, grabbing the doll model? Touched? Catholic Catholic school touched. Oh, where where did Bitcoin veterans <laughs> touch you? Yeah, show me on the doll where Bitcoin, Bitcoin veterans touch. Put you. that on the T-shirt, Coin Father. Yeah. And then they're gonna and then they're gonna complain like little babies. Is this like a healthy touch or is this like a Joe Biden touch? And that's where we Depends double down and triple down and don't back up and smack them in the face gently, but not <laughs> not I guess metaphorically. Yes, metaphorically. This is where we can use the uh getting reported or whatever as the actual badge of honor instead of all the morons on Twitter. They're like, oh, this account blocked me. I'm so cool now. It's like, no, dude, that, that that's not a that's not a badge of honor. Like, I don't know what you're bragging about, but getting getting kicked off of YouTube or something because we were talking about some real shit. I'm OK with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll be up on Nostra before you know it. I once once I crack that nut, man, it is uh, it's game on. So um, ladies and gents, welcome to bitcoin veterans uh this episode is the woke military uh we're going to discuss a lot of things today uh and see just how bad they've either fucked up or possibly um you know done a little plotting behind the scenes if if you're conspiratorial i don't know, maybe you go down that hole but i am joined by jordan i am mike hobart i've got alex stanzik and gabe uh thank you gentlemen for being here once again uh this is going to be our new time 7 p.m it sounds like unless we arbitrarily unless we change it again next we change it again, change it again. <laughs> and it is at our liberty to change it whenever we want just so we're clear yeah yeah absolutely um so tonight's episode the woke military uh this is this isn't anything new um i i, I guess i've been witnessing this probably since i was in i think the guys that came in before me were also witnessing it with moms you know what is it moms across america and the rest of the other bullshit was starting to happen and um you know this is something i think that should concern uh more people more americans more people around the world probably because i if it's happening here i guarantee you it happened in a lot of other countries probably prior to it happening here in america so um Let's uh let's get started, man. Uh, somebody uh, introduced the um, I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Mike or maybe it was Jordan. Uh, but let me get in here to the sharing and uh, start sharing. So this is Energy Secretary Graham Holm claims U.S. can learn from China on climate change exclusive interview from fox news i know that makes it that much terrible more terrible um energy secretary jennifer Grampole engaged in multiple conversations with chinese government's top energy officials days before the biden administration announced it would tap the strategic petroleum reserve to combat high gas prices in 2021 all right who submitted this one and what do you want to what do you want to say about it I, I thought it was Jordan, but I think it was honestly me. Um, <clears throat> like th this is just a like, this is something that I know Alex and I specifically have ranted about multiple times in Cafe Bitcoin. It's just as simple as a very foolish strategy or tactic. Not even getting into the conspiratorial side, but like the whole point of the SPR mm -hmm. is the strategic emphasis on strategic petroleum reserve in case you know 
the worst of the worst were to happen and we had to rely on like that reserve and like our production capabilities were uh, crippled. Now we've got it down to the point of where it hasn't been this low since the eighties. And I don't know about you guys, but are we using less oil than we were using in the eighties? Probably not. So it's just like, like what, like what the hell is going on? Like who, who honestly is like saying that this is intelligent, like action. Like, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to. I, I don't want to turn this into a ten minute rant, but like between you guys, like what? What do the it. hell could be going Go. on? Do it, Mike. Kill it's, it. With you can't do it. It's, no balls. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to use the R word, and we're only eight minutes in. We're not even ten minutes in. But this is just retarded because, like, we have we have. Okay, so as far as energy goes, we have renewables, right? We have solar and wind. You like we can't have them without oil. So. Before we even go down that conversation, if they really want to push this ESG bullshit, which they like, I don't know if you guys have been like following along on LinkedIn, but like S&P Global, which is a massive business intelligence platform, like, like comparable to Bloomberg, they are dropping their ESG rating because it's just complete garbage. Like mm -hmm. they're 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 now identifying and accepting and admitting that and if the environmental catastrophists and the ESG nonsense pushers like not having oil as far as a reserve and being capable of even producing the renewable energy projects that they're trying to push everywhere, it's just a self-defeating prophecy. And that's not even getting into like the, the military strategic points of having oil reserves so that we could actually, you know, be capable of sending a carrier fleet to where we need to. And like now there's nuance to that because there's specific weighted oils for specific products and the production of diesel and gasoline and whatnot. But like, I, I don't think, I don't know if we could rant enough about how stupid all of this selling of the strategic petroleum reserve has been over the last, what, two years. Like somebody, like what, like well, I somebody mean, else jumped in also, here. Yeah. So I think you have to look at it from their, the political spectrum is that they're trying to do it to drive down costs because so many so much more of the economic system runs on like whatever the price of energy is so like one they're trying to do it so like they can get an economic win at the pump and also two so that they can help bring down inflation really like that's that's you know the goal. that's that's actually that's actually something that's a good point, Jordan. I didn't think about that. Like I like I wonder if there's a way to do the math on if all of this oil wasn't released from the SPR, where would the price of gasoline be? There's definitely a way. Somebody knows how to do that. Otherwise, yeah. why would they have done it? Give like, but I mean, but regardless of what. Oh, sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, you ever seen those little those little Biden Biden stickers on the gas pumps yeah. where he's putting at the price? I did and this. Like, I did this. <laughs> you you can drive all over America and see those little it stickers. Doesn't matter it's, where you're at. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, re regardless of doing, like, I'm sure somebody can go out and do the math, but you can just look at it. Obviously, if we pump in more oil into the system, it brings down prices, and every not everyone, most people understand how the rest of the economy reacts to the prices of oil because that's transportation costs for all these goods and services. If you want all your Amazon shit to get to you in two days, then the price needs to be lower for transporting that stuff. 
and the whole supply chain runs on that. Like that is the, that's the only thing kind of keeping the dollar a lot, you know, the petrodollar. Um, so that is how they manipulate the price of it. And so like at the end of the day, it's just political. So I guess maybe the argument could be made like, well, it's strategic because we have to do this to maintain our power or whatever. But that's it's strategic for a political party. And it's it, not it's, strategic it's, for the it's nation. Short, it's short, short team, short term strategy. Like that's all right. it is. And I like, and I know I, and like people control me in the comments or whatever. I use the word strategy. It's not a real word. George Bush made it a real it's, word. And it's, it's my favorite word. word now. It's a real but, word. Um, okay, you just didn't but, say it right. You got a strategy. Yeah. Strategy Mr. Bush, if you could, if you could uh, describe the Afghan war or the Iraq war in one word, what would it be? <laughs> Strategery. Um, but so like the, the, the ridiculous thing though, is that it's short term strategy just to get to the point of attempting to like run for reelection again, yeah. beyond that moment, beyond whenever we like figure out who's president and then everybody starts arguing over the fact that it wasn't a, it was a fraudulent um, election to begin with mm -hmm. from that point on America is in a dramatically weaker position than we were prior to this, this most recent presidency, because like the, the capability to react and defend ourselves is significantly hampered. And that's not even getting into the woke military as far as like, you know, dropping all of the military, like the, the PT standards and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's less of a, uh, like an American strategy and it's more of a fiat bullshit system trying to maintain their last little grips of power on a flailing, like just regime. It's, it's disgusting. And it's pathetic. I agree with that statement. <laughs> furthermore, I would like to, add, furthermore, I would like to add, that um, we there is one thing that we can be sure of behind their reasons and motivations for doing these types of things. It is not for our benefit and um, it is for their benefit. And that being the case, um, I don't believe that anything that they are doing on this in regards to this topic or any other topic, we should be viewing as something that they're doing because they want us to be better off because um, that's simply not the case. And, I mean, in addition to that, um, you know, when we look at uh, the way that we compete and or collaborate with other um, superpowers, if you will, um, in the world, I say we, I mean, our government, I should specify that the way that governments collaborate with one another and compete with one another, especially the, the most powerful and influential ones, you know, I, I have to wonder when it comes to military um, power and the projection of that power and true military, um, I guess, reality of threats, how much it's actually the, you know, these, these other superpowers versus, you know, small factions and, and rogue actors that are the bigger threats. It's really not in any large or large country's um, best interest to go to war with another large country. And the the likelihood of that happening, from my perspective anyway, and just based on what I've learned, is is very low. That that would actually happen. Um, they are they're all in bed together. They're doing business with one another. We all know they're having conversations behind conversations, multi layered meetings, 
and I'm probably going to get us canceled right now, but I'm just going to, I guess it doesn't matter, <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's for us to, to live the illusion that they don't, that they don't have a larger plan. Um, and that there is not a larger strategy that is being executed. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it just wouldn't be realistic for us to see it any other way. That's my, that's my opinion. Feel free to disagree, but militarily, um, and I know we're going to transition yeah. into, into a little bit more folks on that here momentarily, but, um, yeah, militarily, I just, I don't see us going to war toe to toe across a battlefield with a large country, even with the things that are going on in Russia. Um, I don't know. I'm not going in that direction right now, but I just can't see us doing that. Um, just given the the massive amounts of ordnance and Oil. high high powered <laughs> weapons. Yeah. Well, plus the thing is, everyone has something to gain right now, and the fact is, with with our with our country's government being in the situation that it is financially, which is dead ass broke and in debt to everybody else, it doesn't do them any good to, to be a threat to us militarily when they can just own us instead and then make us pay and in effect be slaves to them while still perpetrating an illusion that we're not, that we're a land of free home of brave and all that other stuff that they, that they continue to say that we, are but yeah and the fact that it that that uh you know we've got a, a major election season coming up yeah they're gonna say whatever they gotta say right now and then after the election cycle passes you know the story's gonna change it'll be something else did anybody else notice that nobody really cares that we have aliens flying around now and that they've admitted that isn't that yeah. crazy it's yeah whatever well, there there's a was there, <laughs> was there any any doubt right like I'm sorry, but if if you've been paying attention for even just the last five years, like if you're going to try and deny that that stuff's been happening, like I, I was the the listeners won't know this, but I was shared with the with the uh, four other fellows here, like the book that I have of all of like the military reports of just like officers and enlisted just chiming in and having actual documented reports of stuff they see but anyway um gabe there was something i also wanted to tack on to what you were just discussing i agree that there isn't like there's there's no need for a, a large military force to like go toe-to-toe -to -toe with us because if you like think about it this way like the things that have been happening the events that have lined up over the last couple of years that have transpired have significantly weakened basically the pr of america like we look weak we look weak on almost every front. Like, I don't know if there's a front where we don't look weak at right now between oil and energy, the military, politics, business. Mm -hmm. Like if you've been seeing all this stuff coming in through Twitter, like the last like couple of days, now As everybody's getting all down. Policy representatives. Yeah. Yeah. And like now everybody's getting all down on the dumps because data is coming out and it's like, oh, wait, like the economy's not as strong as we thought it was. Like this is such a shock. Like all this nonsense putting America in such a weak PR position to where it actually, it creates a, a, almost like a, like a communications power vacuum across the globe to where now people are capable. These countries are like, Oh, America's weak. We're going to start doing what the fuck we've wanted to do for the last 20 years. Like what's going on in Africa right now. Mm -hmm. And like, wait until some shit starts popping off in South America. That wouldn't surprise me at all. And then so like you get to this point of where all of these different power groups are challenging America's hegemony that pushes us into a position where either we have to 
sit back and basically do nothing and be and basically get like cucked by the world or we react and we, we it'll it'll be portrayed as an overreaction and then we look like the bad guys and then we we just get put back in a losing position again so like as far as conspiracies go whoever enacted like this strategy that has culminated in these events that has put us in this situation they did it flawlessly like we are not in a position of winning right now. We we basically have to pull back and just like work on ourselves and do like kind of like some soul searching as far as the country goes, reestablish our foundation, which would be manufacturing and energy, and then go back to like actually producing things that the rest of the world wants besides our big heavy stick and our carrier groups. Mike, you just said something really interesting. Like things happening in South America and Central America, like I feel like that's really going to be the trigger to let everyone know that the American empire is over because the Monroe, the Monroe doctrine was first kind of established in 1823. That was exactly 200. Well, in like December, it'll be 200 years. Like that's kind of telling, like, do you think an empire really can last for two? Like, just think about just in the Western hemisphere, Central and South America, like all of the Americas being controlled by the United States. Like we've had that as a policy for a long time. We've got these two big oceans. You're not going to be able to fuck with us. Well, times have really changed. There's so many other, I mean, the fact of trying to fight all these wars for the last 20 years and the rest of the world seeing that we can't do shit, that was a signal. Our current economic situation is a signal. The wars we're trying to fight and failing at even supplying are a signal and that I think that'll be kind of the last, like, this is the end is when we can't control our own. And I'm not saying we should, like, I'm not trying to, I'm just saying from the empire perspective, that's kind of when you're really going to know that it's over, at least for contemporary people who knows when like historians will look back and put the date of the fall of the American empire. Uh, but you can best be assured we're living through it wherever they put that date. Well, and on top of that, I was listening to a spaces last night from a bunch of commodity traders, and they were discussing how um, China has apparently really stepped up their purchases of wheat from Brazil versus America, because Brazil is capable of producing it at a much cheaper rate than, or maybe not producing it, but they're selling it for a hell of a lot cheaper than we are. And we're also at a point now where um, silver miners silver producers are like that. Apparently their earnings have been coming in this week and they are barely breaking even if they're breaking even at all. So like we're getting to the point now where those reverberations to the economy are starting to come back to the commodity space. And I don't know, things are going to get interesting. And I, that, that could be what starts to push America losing power out of South America because when they get to that point, when China becomes their bigger trade partner, you're going to, if you're a country, you're going to ally with who you're getting more uh, income from or revenue as far as trade goes. And then that's going to, because like, for those that don't know, China already has like a, a significant um, major stake ownership in, I think, every major shipping port across the globe. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, then you just continue to like, oh, hey, like you're getting all this money from us from our trade we're going to put a base in your country or one of these like secret police stations that they've tried to set up in America. 
then they start to use that to push their influence out. And so tying that back to the article that we, you posted earlier that I think you sent out, Mike is who the United States Navy is the ones that are maintaining open seas and like trade, right? Like China yeah. is benefiting from this. So in a sense from that, like you'd think that there'd be some point where it's like, look, you better cut a deal with us if you want to keep trade going, but we're the ones like protecting the sea lanes. Right. So like from that perspective too, it almost makes sense politically, maybe like, I don't even think it's necessarily militarily because you're kind of, we, you, I guess your main, you're not going to get the U S Navy is not going to give up superiority of the seas. Right. If they don't have to, no nation ever would like Britain didn't until we just fucking took that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. that is kind of how it's going to go. If you look at like how that's going to play out, we're going to find a way like, all right, look, we're going to cut a deal with you. And that's probably what's happening here is like the deal is we're going to like pump. We're going to give you oil. We're going to keep our costs down because we need to bring down inflation. We need to keep you training and we need to protect our trading routes globally. And you have to understand when we say like the U S protects trading routes, it's not just like everything that's coming to the U S it's things that are going to China, to Singapore, China, to India, or like everywhere. So it would make sense for down the road that the U.S. and China cuts a deal to where one is the protector and one's the producer, right? Like if Britain could have done that when the U.S. became a mass producer, they probably would have taken that deal and maintained power of the seas. But they didn't. They thought they could just maintain their power, right? And I think that's kind of where we're at. Now. Pride got in the way. Yeah, that's yeah, it's that's all it was. Pride and ego and hubris. But now with this system, it means the U.S. population in general is left to like suffer the brunt of that because the economy is going to collapse. But the elites that are in power are going to benefit because they keep the trade lanes open and they're in control of everything and they're cooperating with the most economically advanced nation not yet but it's like it's that kind of seems to be the trajectory i uh i see some wheels turning over there with alex right now man and uh really wondering like what what's going on there um well just bring it back to the strategic petroleum reserve like uh the whole point like for people who aren't in the military this is pretty this may seem pretty obvious May not. I don't know. Maybe maybe you get this, but like projection of power overseas requires oil. You know, in in World War II, one of the major objectives was to cut off in all inflowing oil into Japan. And I mean, it's what the military runs on. People might think that the military is all about the the shooting and the blowing things up. Well, it is, but the bottom line is. In order to get that stuff where it needs to go, you got to you got to move it there, and moving it there requires requires oil. And any military in the world that does not have reserves of oil is basically uh, you've hollowed it out. You've hollowed out its 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 ability to project power. Now, I don't know. Like if if I was active duty today, I'd be concerned about that. And the fact that it's being done for yeah. political reasons, it's like, okay, fine, I get that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I just see all this stuff as ways of weakening the United States military. 
and it's it's we're we're facing it on multiple fronts there's this concept called full spectrum warfare that is not just you know it used to be uh you know you had the guys on the ground and then you had the guys in the air and then you had the guys in the water and yada yada and everybody did their thing and then you had this concept of combined arms and that's how we the u.s military has fought for a long time now where everybody's kind of working together you have your specialties but everybody works together for dominance on the battlefield well now full spectrum warfare covers a lot more than just kinetics now you've got economic financial warfare you've got sort of psychological information warfare you have cyber warfare you've got space warfare like all of this stuff is starting to factor into the equation and if you look at all the different pillars that that a nation might stand on when it comes to being able to project power you got to think of all of them and i feel like we're under attack at a couple of different areas but definitely the the these kind of policies aren't helping the strength of the u.s military for sure well, and and on on top of that, Alex, like I think a lot of people maybe not may not understand that like you don't deploy all of them at once. Like you use um, you deploy them in waves to chink away the armor of your opponent, right? Like maybe you use um, the uh, cyber warfare to we're, we're done. That's it. What's that? <laughs> I said he <laughs> came out with a racial slur, and then no, we're done. <laughs> oh come on i didn't, I didn't catch it that. what was it i didn't I, don't, I'm not, don't repeat it um <laughs> chip away at the armor i'll say that um but like maybe 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 you open up with uh like starting you know what's the- funny you know what's funny is is that like people don't even catch it like i didn't catch it i didn't yeah. catch it i'm playing it back now i'm like oh okay oh <laughs> but like like the, the, the way that I would do it is if I was like a country with a military, like say like China or Russia, and I was trying to get to the point of weakening America, you open up with the cyber warfare to get people to start to like, you know, stress out a little bit about things like their bank account or, you know, the like the colonial pipeline thing that happened back here. I'm sure a lot of people forgot about that. Um, you get them stressed out with that. Then you push the economic warfare aspect to where people are worried about their, again, their bank account from a different angle, maybe their their employment, their retirement, the the value of their home and all this other stuff. And then you start pushing like the more typical because like one of the other like an aspect of warfare is like you don't just send the front light troops in first. Like you you loosen up the enemy with artillery mm-hmm. and then you like maybe you send in like some um like aerial bombardment then maybe another wave of like artillery and then you start to maybe send in like the armor a little bit with the with the or the armored infantry specifically and like you you do it in waves like that to like really beat down like beat down the enemy and exhaust them so that you can do the final push to break through like it's not like we we don't fight wars like 300 anymore we don't just send them in. Like, go get them, guys. Like, you're the vanguard. Go crush them. Like, that that doesn't that that's just not how it works. And if you when you think about it from that aspect, it just furthers the point that we've been making. Is like somebody is trying to weaken the U.S. Mm-hmm. I'm Maybe. I'm of that belief. Maybe. I mean, if if you connect all the dots, possibly, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are like, "You sound crazy as hell." Yeah, but- sure. Maybe. They can but, call me crazy all they want, but yeah. like, but and and because like this is the other thing too is like I hold these different like these opposing opinions all the time. Like I'm not completely confident in what I just said because I've also written that article for Zero Hedge where I stated that like there is the argument that what has been happening 
has been so has been a self-produced, naturally produced, organically developed negative feedback loop of just from complacency of modernization. So Ooh, are I, you reading the comment here? I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I'm going to hit the comment because I think we need a little comedy. Uh, Nick Yikes. on YouTube says, <laughs> someone in my chain of command got Bell's palsy from the vaccine and had to wear an eye patch. He had the patch on for his command photo and someone put the Joe Biden sticker next to it. Yikes. I did that. <laughs> Holy shit. That is Yikes. fantastic. I mean, all right. The military still has some good. Oh my god! I wonder how long that lasted, and I wonder how how in trouble everybody got over that. (laughs) Formation that came after that, where everybody stood and they talked about integrity and bullshit like that. After taking all these guys that have signed their name and said, "Oh, I don't want to be a guinea pig," like fuck that guy, man. Holy shit! Um, I don't know. I've, I've, I've listened to a lot of what you guys have said and and man i i gotta tell you like i may be that person that just goes like this isn't some self-reinforced mistake like i look at this and i go these generals went to the same staff colleges that a lot of other people went to they went to the same you know warfare schools they went this is this is not some sort of mistake like this is I think very, very intentional and, and across all fronts. If you can't project power like as a as a nation, well, you have to stay home, which actually might be really, really good for America, right? Like I'm not saying I want to pay fucking over three dollars a damn gallon for gasoline, but at the same time, taking the American military and getting it back into the shores of America is a is is a net positive. Uh I'm I'm not that I agree with this at at, at all i'm saying there's some silver linings to what might be going on in addition to that like senator Graham or secretary of energy uh Graham who used to be the the really shitty governor of michigan she this is not her first like foray into screwing up american energy policy and i don't maybe you guys remember back in april um she came up and let me share the screen here um she came out and had a testimony, I think, in front of the Senate here. Let's turn this up. Vehicles for an all-electric fleet again by 2030 uh, really is putting Blech. a crusade ahead of our department's lethality. We need to focus on that first. Um, so do you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do, and I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, it uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see Mm -hmm. in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent. Well, I, I, I just have to pause for like a second. Everything that she just said was bullshit, right? Like everything that she just said in terms of being energy independent on green energy. You can't have green energy without fossil fuels, for God's sakes. Like you, you can't do it. It doesn't work. I just drove through Michigan where they've got all these giant windmills. And like you're, you're sitting there thinking like at the same time, like that windmill would have never, ever, ever been produced through green energy. And really, if we look at what green energy is, 
it's a throwback. We used to use the sun. We used to use the wind. You know, we used to use water. Like we found fossil fuels and it lifted more people out of poverty than anything ever has in global history, globally, right? Like for the first time we got to go out of the muck and the mire. We didn't have to kill whales and sea life anymore to like burn our lamps at night. And now they're talking about going backwards into those things. I mean, God, there was, there was a ship with sails on it, a, a tanker with sails on it like oh we finally learned how to harness the wind and maybe this is the future of fucking shipping for God's sake. <laughs> like yeah throw that back on the navy i'm sure those guys are going to be really happy with that kind of bullshit i don't know like <sighs> senator graham home was a terrible governor she's possibly not only worse as an energy secretary but in terms of lethality across the board this makes us infinitely you know weaker and i think it's absolutely by design i mean uh, if you go back to uh, the early 1900s in in history, that's when BP was like making their their uh, stake for a you know a deal with Iran at the time, the Persian Empire. And when they went in uh, through uh, you know what would become British Petroleum, they had stake in that, and that's really what led to their advancements in World War One, uh, where they carried out their conquest and and defeated you know Germany. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things that you just look at and you're like, this, this cannot be, you know, on accident. This is not happenstance. This is happening because there is a concerted effort to weaken the United States of America. And I think people better get ready because if you have the BRICS nations, which is, I think something like three plus billion people. And they say, we're going to start leveling embargoes against the United States like we have places in the Middle East and around the world that we, quote unquote, disagree with. It's like, man, we've got we've got some real come to Jesus moments coming as a country. And the only thing that prevents this kind of shit is adopting a a, a new currency, a new a, a new form of, of of trade communications protocol and. Like I said, we'll get into it soon, but that's fucking Bitcoin, guys. Well, not, to, yeah. mention, not to mention the the one of my favorite topics of the Bitcoin conversation is the more physical, energetic infrastructure side of what Bitcoin mining incentivizes. Like yeah. it incentivizes energy generation on multiple levels beyond literally any aspect of industry that we have right now. Like just look at oil is is rel is almost close because it produces associated natural gas and we can derive power from that. But there's really nothing else out there where the production of the commodity can also be used to incentivize producing more energy that can be also shut off without damaging the infrastructure and allowing that energy to go elsewhere where it's needed and then turning it back on almost at the drop of a hat like when it's needed like there, there's nothing like that because if you do that for for a smelter like the aluminum smelters in germany you see what we saw what happened when the the nuclear power plants got shut down and then like all of a sudden they were dealing with blackouts so they had to tell the smelters to turn off like you don't just spool that stuff back up like that's an entire process that you like you don't stop until it goes to fruition and then you spool it back up again. 
so like yeah the whole bitcoin conversation like, i i just love going down that whole rabbit hole like not enough mm-hmm. people talk about that no yeah yeah, and- yeah the ahead, biggest man. problem i think and we we all shared and looked at a video earlier today that kind of talked about like the envy and jealousy of kind of the left ideology kind of looking at things like oh we can never compete with that so let's tear it down and that's a lot of what this is versus like the ideology of just like the free market is that like look if we everyone thinks that the solution is to like just have government come in and dictate how energy should be used. The solution is to have a new technology that comes along and revolutionizes energy. And the only way that it is truly profitable or the most profitable is by just driving energy prices down. And what that creates is a society that is looking to be way more efficient at creating energy for lower costs. And that ultimately is what I think is best for the environment. Like if you want to go down that road, I really think like to be a a fit, I had, when I went, when I was going to college, there was this lefty friend of mine who like his whole thesis was how like capitalism is actually good for like the environment and for the left, because at the end of the day, capitalism wants to drive out inefficiencies and it wants to make things really fucking efficient. And that's what Bitcoin does to energy. It wants to make things so fucking efficient because it creates so much goddamn demand. Like Mm -hmm. the demand is going to be out of this world for it that we can no longer rely on fossil fuels. Not because the government said, fuck these things, because we can be way more efficient with like nuclear energy. Like that honestly is like where it's going. Now there could be other technologies. (laughs) That's the other thing. Like there are things we cannot predict where the economy is going to go He's on an autism dog, things are really him. stressed to this level what, 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 and everybody's laughing and kind of energy? So i'm wondering if anyone can even hear me anymore what, what? i feel like i'm totally cut off <laughs> yeah, you not hear us that? we heard you fine <laughs> i don't think you can hear us nuclear. i think people call i think people call it nuclear power in everywhere <laughs> but texas and tennessee apparently but like <laughs> You definitely Literally. can't hear us. You remember George Bush running around nuclear, nuclear, yeah, nuclear, <laughs> nuclear. No, so, but it, but it but it is so like that like that is a topic that um fans of Jordan Peterson may have heard him or may have missed him bring it up is that like with regards to the environmental conversation, when energy is cheaper, the third world is capable of leapfrogging the whole industrialization modernization process and just going straight into using the more the more clean, more efficient resources to where like they, that like just that projection reduces the, like the emission profile of that country or that region by tremendous amounts, because otherwise they're using very inefficient means and they're producing a lot of waste in order to get the energy that they need to, to reach subsistence. Hmm. Like it's, it's really, it's just a really, really man. I don't, I don't even the whole emissions argument. I can't take it seriously. I'm yeah, sorry. that's another thing. Too. I just, I just, whenever somebody says emissions, I'm like, Ugh. that is, my, that is the, sounds like a tax. My the f- fact, the fact that they even got you to say that word, it hurts my feelings. Oh, like, that's I'm just sorry terrible. About that. that's but terrible. Um, my, 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 to, to your point, Alex, one of my favorite articles came out from NASA in 2019 
stating that for the 20 prior years to this article from NASA, that the Asian continent has actually gotten greener since China and India have industrialized. Makes sense if you actually make sense because they're throwing carbon in the air. I saw this. I saw this thing the other day where it was some guy from the UK and he popped up a chart. And for scale, I'm going to get just use my fingers here. Just imagine you've got like the UK is down here, this tiny little bitty little line. Then you've got all these other Western nations and you've got the fucking the Chinese emissions are like this on the chart. It's like a freaking rocket ship going ballistic. Yep. And the guy from the UK made a really good pl- point. He's like, why do we all need to modify our behavior and only have electric cars and do this, that, and the other thing when China is polluting like a thousand times or whatever the number is more than all of us? Like, What is this all really about? And they don't give a flying fuck about China or India or any third world nation that has more people than America. Like, oh, and they also just happen to own all the land that has so the he resources goes, to produce those batteries. So he goes, what is that all? What is this all really about? And guys, that is the question. What is that about? Power. Global dominance. It's about power. It's about tricking your dumb asses into believing a narrative that they can use to tax you and control what you're able to do. And that's what it's about. When did tax ever make anything better? We just lost it, Jordan. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it won't come back. I don't know. He's resetting, I'm sure. <laughs> but like tax doesn't make anything better. You give you give these ass hats in, in DC all the money they ever wanted, right? Like, not that they don't already have it, but let's just say they didn't. They could have all our money, a hundred percent of what we produce in a year, and the earth wouldn't wouldn't cool off a degree, not a single damn like fraction of a degree. Nothing would happen. There wouldn't be any less emissions, none of that stuff. There are two clips that I'm going to pull up. One is of uh, Thomas Massey versus uh, I think it was oh, what's what's the guy that's the, the, the poodle uh, looking guy, John Kerry. Um, the poodle. <laughs> I swear to God, it's impossible to have a serious conversation. The with you that's married to Teresa Hines and <laughs> the poodle. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, he's such a douche. And, 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 <laughs> hey, I gotta say, wait, wait, before you continue, one of the best parts about this so far is watching Gabe's face when you say certain things. Just he doesn't; he's not very expressive. He only moves his mouth only so much, but when he does, you can tell it's it's just sheer disgust. We have to do screen captures. Uh, so I'm here funny. for you. It's so funny. <laughs> Hey, I just want to touch on the environmental thing for a moment. Um, you know, we're throwing around a lot of a lot of important themes here um, that are that are just sparking some thoughts in my mind here. Um, you know, we're talking about power, we're talking about control, we're talking about um, you know how how it affects different different countries in different parts of the world, and you know the the reality is when we national security. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I mean, of course, national security is an issue, but you know, why would we enact? policies you know why would governments enact policies to keep other countries from from advancing their own technologies and their own civilizations and it's it's the exact same reason why there are certain people who are in power um within the borders of our own country that do the same thing to our own population especially those in the more urban areas of the inner cities 
um, while they claim to be working for their equality and their their well-being and, and their their overall greater good they're not there are reasons why these areas are, are diving and continue to spiral into further poverty um, because you know all this help that they're getting from the people that are supporting them is actually keeping them under the heel of their boot um, so they essentially have to live to sustain them through the taxes um, that they apply to the money that they give them in the first place you know the wildest part about that you're right and there are people from these different communities who speak up and say exactly what you just said. They say, guys, mm-hmm. they're using us. They're using our vote. They're telling us they're going to do this thing. But in reality, they're basically just using this to, to do what they want. And they're not helping us at all. And then yeah. the weird thing about it is the rest of the community dogpiles them. I mean, That's they're true. speaking the truth and they have all the, the knuckleheads are like, yeah, well, you, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, and oh. the evidence is in, you know, just look around. The evidence is there. Um, I mean, it's been going on for years and years and years. And, you know, the area where I live, it's, it, uh, you know, there, there's a there's a city nearby, the closest city where it's it, it's very um, it's very prevalent there. I'll just leave it at that. And there are one or two people within those communities it's a, that exact same situation that you're talking about where they they're you know they're ingrained in that community they come from the same place and they are speaking the truth out there and man they just get hammered in, in the public forum but they're keeping up the fight um and they're going to have to and that's just the way that it is the good news is you know we do have something that can change this it's going to require a great deal of education um but the more people that learn about bitcoin the more people will be set free from that quagmire that they are currently existing in that then they have been generationally for for so long but one of the biggest um levers that they have right now that they are using is the the green garbage stuff that that they keep on spewing out there and treating as though it's real and we talked about the virtue signaling a little bit and it's just it, it blows my mind that that they would put so much emphasis on something like this and to the point where they um, are really decreasing our own, our own physical security um, and safety as, as a country and as a people, they're sacrificing us for their initiatives that are of course making them richer. But you know, the more powerful the fiat system is, the more they can keep pushing this. So again, I, I circle back around to the fact that we have hope. There is hope in this, and that I believe is what kills the Green New Deal, um, because it is directly tied into fiat. Is Bitcoin? Bitcoin can kill that, and it doesn't matter how many um, little girls that those those funny that funny looking kid from Norwegia that does a little poses and gets fake arrested by the police, um, Greta, whatever her name is. But sorry, did I say? Oh she's my funny god, looking? that's right. I forgot about that. She got. Do you remember fake that photo arrested. op? Yeah. Oh. She's yeah. done it like half a dozen times it, since it was, she got busted. It was during Davos. I mean, yeah. literally, she got busted during Davos faking this whole damn thing. You know what else is great is when Thomas Massey destroyed this idiot John Kerry. You guys want to see that stuff? Because oh, yeah. uh, I got it ready to rip, and it is... Is, is this and, the G4? Is this the G4, Shane? Uh this is the parts per million conversation, which is hysterical. yes. Okay, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of convening a kangaroo court, the president might want to talk with the educated adults he once trusted to fill his top national security positions. It sounds like you're questioning the credentials of the president's advisors currently. 
but I don't think we should question your credentials today. Isn't it true you have a science degree from Yale? What's that? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science. So how do you get My a Bachelor regret. of Arts in a science? Well, it's liberal arts education and degree. It's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. I want to ask you. Are you serious? I mean, this is really me, serious happening here. You know, oh, he's flustered. It is. It is serious. It blew his mind. The president's cabinet a kangaroo court. Is that serious? I'm not calling his cabinet a kangaroo court. I'm calling this committee that is putting together a kangaroo committee. What are you saying that he doesn't have educated adults there now? I don't know who it has yet because it's secret. Well, you said it in your testimony. Why would he have to have a secret saying. analysis of climate change? Let me ask. Why you, does let the president? Ask, let's get back to, to the science secret. of it. Let's get back to the science of it. But it's not science. You're not quoting science. I, I, well, you're the science expert. You got the political science degree. Look, let me ask you this. What's the consensus on parts per million of uh, CO2 in the atmosphere? About 406, 406 today. Okay, 406. Are you aware? 350 that being the level that scientists have said is danger. Okay, are you aware? 350 is dangerous. Wow. Are you aware that since mammals have walked the planet, the average has been over a thousand parts per million. Dinger. No, but we weren't walking the planet. It, it, it's um, what? what? That we now know that definitively, at no point during the least the past eight hundred thousand years has atmospheric CO two been as high as it is today. The exactly. reason you chose eight hundred thousand years ago is because for two hundred million years before that, it was greater than the, than it is today. And I'm going to start for the record. Yeah, but there weren't Oof. things. I mean, there was a different world, folks. We didn't have 7 well, billion people. So how did it get to 2,000 parts per million if we humans weren't here? Because Ooh. there were all kinds of geologic events happening on Earth which spewed did up. Did geology stop when we got on the planet? Mr. Chairman, I, I, this is just not a serious conversation. You're, you're, <laughs> I agree. Oh, man. Okay, so that, was, that wasn't that wasn't the the clip that I was expecting. Our YouTube channel. Oh, let me get rid of this by idiot. clicking on that button. Sorry, that wasn't the clip that I was expecting. The most recent one, where like I think we may have talked about it already once before. Maybe we didn't. Where uh, Kerry got called out for his family owning a G five or a G four plane, and the yeah, amount of the, the, the amount of emissions that get dumped just on the one flight of him like going there. He's like, well, I, no, I don't own one. Well, it's, so my wife, well, <laughs> it's my wife's plane. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you guys, like, I know Thomas. I'm not in my house. I'm in my wife's house right yeah. now. He's such a good dude. And the fact that he's a graduate from MIT and is probably leaps and bounds smarter than a lot of people up there. Like, he I walked know. Carrie into this thing just head first. And it was glorious yeah like i don't even i don't know we've we've beat i maybe we've kind of beat this this horse on esg and climate and the you know strategic you know petroleum reserve to death a little bit you guys um you guys want to take a i don't know a, a beating at um i don't know uh this, this this thing that came up earlier in uh our <laughs> yeah <laughs> accurate 
That's uh, that's General Miley. Uh, it's so offended. Oh my god, I didn't see the I love CRT on his shoulder. Yeah, this is one of the most beautiful fucking memes I've ever seen. Whoever did this, hey, congratulations! It's, I love CRT. He, instead of a stack, he's got the rainbow flag, and on the other side, where his medals go, Black Lives Matter with fucking glittery hearts. It says, "I don't know why everyone keeps saying the army is woke." I'm offended with his <laughs> bright ass pink crew cut. Uh, fellas, <laughs> any any takers? He's got a little. He's got a little bit of blush on that left cheek there. It's real cute. It looks great. This all this all started with those freaking stress cards that were available when I went through basic training. Like I, dude, I think I told you this this to you guys last time, and I've said it to all of my buddies that are that I still keep in touch with that are in the military or also veterans. When I went through basic and I found out that there were fucking stress cards, I was I was just like, well. I've already got six years in. This is already fucking embarrassing. Like, I'm I've made it three weeks without just having my entire value or the, my entire view of the military getting diminished. Like, I'm just like, God damn it, dude! It's just so been a downhill slide since then. In in 2009, I was going through uh, office officer infantry basic, and that is while I was going through that, they repealed the don't ask, don't tell, and I just remember. I remember like the news came out about that and I maybe our, like one of our instructors told us or something. And I just looked around at everybody and I said, well, guys, we're all going to have to stop acting a whole lot less gay. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't realize at the time that that was like the beginning of the end. I didn't see it coming. I just felt like, like, if you want to be gay, that's fine. Like, go ahead, be gay. Like, I don't give a shit. It's just like I should probably stop acting so gay around you guys. <laughs> so like you don't think that I am because we all were doing that. Like that's just kind of what you did in the infantry. I don't, I don't still, know. Maybe it was still, just an officer thing. I don't know. It's also they a still, Navy they still do it. It's also a Navy thing. <laughs> like very much. I think the Navy actually brought most of this shit in, right, Alex? Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> That's supposed to do the answer to that question. Well, I mean, between <clears throat> the two of us, don't act like you were never on a ship, Shane. We, we, we spent more time on the ship than anybody, and I definitely think it was the, the, the Navy's fucking fault. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Uh, well, they, we all they do know have, it was uh, the Air Force. Well, but, the Navy, Navy does have the most seamen, so yeah, that's right. But this is a double-edged sword, and I don't think a lot of people think of it this way. Um, I was out on an OP a long time ago, and this was when all this kind of shit was getting started, and equal treatment and all that kind of stuff. And so we had, uh, we we were doing some casts uh, for anybody that doesn't speak uh, the, the the lingo. Cast is call for air support. So what we were doing was we were frontline uh, joint terminal attack controls uh, in in terms of we were people on the front lines calling in air support, and this was just training. Um, so we're out there and at these events, you know, you've got, uh, you know, air, uh, assets, whether it's fast movers or helicopters or whatever that are lining up and stacking up and, you know, going into rotations and part of the squadron that was helping us, their, uh, Lieutenant, uh, Colonel was out there and she happened to be a female. And so as we're all out here and things are going down and, you know, the usual banter, you know, like the usual like banter is going around about 
whatever, you know, who this guy's conquested, who, you know, this guy's wife conquested, you know, whatever, right? And we're not using those any of those terms. Like, it's just free-flowing. Meanwhile, she's standing behind all of us. And <laughs> this shit is like, I mean, it's it's comical. It's, you know, it, it's very adult. And it's, it's, it's not suggestive at all. There's nothing being left to the imagination. There is full <laughs> fucking detail going on. And when we discovered that she was standing behind us, things didn't change and as you know i was kind of a new guy at the time out there um as we came offline in you know away from her i said hey dude there's that lieutenant colonel have been back there the whole fucking time we've been talking about this kind of stuff and she you know everybody was like you know what fuck her they want equal <laughs> treatment then they can hear equal things and then they can fucking fit in or fuck off and i was just like huh that is it should be that's a that is a much more interesting perspective of equal you know, treatment in the military than what's being pushed by the brass. Well, yeah, and that's not, like, go ahead. Jordan. It's not like pussyfooting around. Like we're just all out there talking. If I have to censor myself because a woman showed up, isn't that like sexist? It's yes. like, no, I'm going to talk how I'm going to talk. And I'm not, I wasn't saying it because a woman wasn't around we're just saying this shit because we're fucking saying this shit because you know what? There's a lot more serious shit going. Now I realize you're describing like a training event and I'm picturing a little more like guys asses are on the fucking line. Like we might fucking die. Like, so who gives a shit, right? Like we're just, we're just trying to lighten the mood a little bit to keep like spirits up and just keep like, we're doing a fucking shitty thing. We got shitty ass fucking leadership above us giving us shitty fucking orders and we're out here trying to accomplish the mission for goddamn america so thank you very much and we're gonna talk some shit and to your like, point Jordan, and i didn't i didn't not say i didn't say this shit because a woman wasn't around it's, i said this shit because that's just what we all needed to fucking say at the time well and, and, and what's to, to your point it's actually worse than that in terms of conditions because you are in the middle of fucking nowhere you've been there probably for weeks maybe even like living in the dirt for weeks with you know an observation post and all that kind of stuff it's hot as fuck you might be in like i don't know 29 palms or somewhere out in like ntc it's a hundred billion fucking degrees and you know at the same time now you got to go and operate and do and do casts in front of these people that just showed up unannounced for the air show and there's a literal like legitimate chance that you could get schwacked because some dipshit pilot comes in and drops something on your on, on your position. It happens more than you would think, right? So for that to happen in that situation where you're like, yeah, you know what? This is guys having a, as good a damn time as they could possibly have under some really shitty circumstances. And the thing is, I feel like like even back like back when I was in which, you know, Shane, you were a little before this, but like, even when I was in, like the women that were around, it wasn't like, if I want to write. <laughs> I love you. Coin God father. damn. Yeah. Coin father. <laughs> but like the thing, the difference back then, at least for me was that like, if there were women around, they didn't, they didn't care that you were saying these things. They were just like, I'm here. This is what the dudes are saying. Like, I'm not trying to like 
like they're are they accomplishing the thing that I need accomplished? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's their all that matters. Their behavior. And now, now things are changing, and I don't even think it's necessarily because of like the women in the military. I think it's because of a lot of this wokeism and got in a lot of the men thinking we have to watch what we say, and it's like you have to watch what you say. Why don't you focus on what the mission that needs to be done is? Like, accomplish the mission. Hey, uh, real quick, guys, I want to just let you guys know this is kind of a surprise for you fellas uh, that. I uh, that I'm talking to right now. Um, we're actually live from the Bitcoin veterans Twitter spaces, uh, right now as well. So, um, if you guys are out there and there are some great people out there, old fashions out there, aunt Terrence, the fucking legend is out there. Uh, <laughs> and Tur turbo dog and Laura. And then, uh, man, I'll tell you what we got. Uh, Bitcoin is revolution. Scully's out there. Hey, um, thank you guys for tuning in on Bitcoin sp on uh, on Twitter Spaces, X Spaces, whatever the hell it is these days. Just keep and, calling um, it Twitter. I'm not fucking calling it X. Yeah, it's, fuck it's X. That sounds stupid. It's I I definitely agree with you guys, but it, it is still Twitter.com as well. It's not X.com. I, I don't think you bought that shit. Um, but hey, yeah, appreciate all you guys. And as we're getting into the second hour, if you want to come up and maybe say anything, um, please feel free to request an invite and I'll bring you up on stage. And that way maybe we can get this thing rocking and rolling the way we kind of initially thought we might. But um, anyway, just don't, don't be a bitch and get on stage. <laughs> I didn't realize we had the uh, spaces up and running. That's no, I, it was kind of a test. It was one of those things. Yeah, don't open anything else. We've got great audio. Don't yeah. fuck it up. Right? Um, but there was there was there was <laughs> oh, one fuck. there was one thing I wanted to add on to Jordan's um autism dump. Uh the <laughs> yeah. um I'm of the opinion that things honestly did kind of get started with the whole feminist movement a little bit. Um Maybe it didn't necessarily start in the beginning, but it kind of snowballed into it to where not only with the not only with the feminists, but also with a lot of these other wokest equality kind of pushes is the double standard of quote unquote equality. Like they're trying to cherry pick all of the benefits without getting any of the negatives. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. If you want equality, you're going to get treated equally. And that means taking all of the negatives with the positives that that entails. What what does that say about society too? That that's not part of it, right? Like you know, when when they, they make some really good points. I think it's probably Jordan Peterson, which we brought up a couple times now. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? You want to be a construction worker? You want to do hard labor? You want to you know go out and and do trash? You want to equal representation in prison? Like. Dude, there, there's negatives to equality. You want to be drafted. You want to die in the same numbers in the in the drug war and in wars overseas as males do, or be dismembered. Like there, if if we're talking about literal equality rather than this fairy tale fairy tale idea that gets rammed down the throat by feminists, and let's face it, like there's a lot more women who teach kids in government indoctrination centers. Also called schools um, that you know are absolutely destroying this independent fucking culture, and that like right. that's it. It's like it has to be equal. It's equal good. It's equal eh, whatever, and it's equal misery. 
So yeah. if, if you're signing up for equality, well, I got I got something for you because this equality thing, I tell you what, especially with dudes that know what an honest day's hard fucking work is, like that is one of those things that I think, you know, hey, listen, I don't necessarily need my daughter to do those kind of things. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. If you want equality, you got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, just real- like men do. Yeah. Well, the reality is equality is a freaking illusion and it's a construct that we Amen. as humans have created. It doesn't exist in nature. Okay. There is no equality. There is competition. There's meritocracy. And that is the way of life. We have created it as, as you know, this is, some, again, it's another virtue signal. It may, it may as well be the same thing as the Green New Deal. It's false. It's an illusion. And it's created to make people feel as though they're doing something special with their lives. Um, I don't want to be equal. Okay. I want to continue to strive and move further up into, into grow and to continuously improve myself and become the absolute best, most optimized version of me that I can be. Yeah. You want to grow into your superiority. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, there are people that, you know, that I, I look at and I, I want to emulate certain characteristics and attributes and skills that they have, but I'm not going to ask them to lower who they are just so I can be equal or for them to change the conditions or standards of their own lives um, or environment so I can be equal to them. Um, that's just, that's not what I want. I, I want to, to know that I have room to grow and I want to know that if I'm going to get there, that I have to earn it. Because equality that is given is not equality at all. Oh, and that dovetails into the whole another kind of topic that um, is along these lines. Is like I have been sick and tired of like the diversity hire stuff for a long time. Like, I'm sorry, but you should not get a job just because you come from a specific group of people. Like, a company should not get tax incentives because they have X number of whatever nationality or sex in their in their company like a company should be rewarded as far as like getting market share and revenue and profits because they are hiring the smartest and most capable people that they can afford to get like that's what matters and then like then you can you could talk about like how like that's the whole fiat system pushing that bullshit to the point of where they're forcibly creating inefficient companies that are market participants and driving econ economic efficiency down well, that's the other cool thing about Bitcoin is, of course, one of the core principles is proof of work. Okay. And that's, that's what it's about. And then the meritocracy is built around that. Okay. And it's not just the, you know, the mining aspects of it, but it's the entire mindset. Um, when we, and when we can embrace that philosophy of proof of work, then it changes our perspective on things that we think that we deserve in this life. Um, the only thing that we deserve is, is a hole in the ground, maybe. Um, when we're done or when the world is done with us, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Unforgiven from Clint Eastwood. It's kind of from back in the 1900s, but, um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a moment where he confronts somebody and he does, you know, painful things to him. And the guy says, I don't deserve this. And he says, deserves got nothing to do with it. That's reality. Okay. You don't deserve anything. Okay. You deserve what you go out there and you get, that's about it. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, just a quick announcement. Uh, I relaunched Twitter spaces and they just fucking killed it again. So <laughs> what did we say? Did, it. did anybody catch like what the, what the missile was? If, if you, if you go back oh, when you're I, in editing, 
if when you're in editing, go back and listen to your last rant. It was you, Shane. It was I, literally yeah. right when you were ranting. There was something Usually. when you were ranting. Like, stop, stop all that. Start it again. I fucked it up because I was on there too, and I fucked it up. So don't just, say that. Let, let the conspiracy just about. No, no like he, he's he's he, no he he is right I'm because just, if like hold I, on Jordan, hold on Jordan. Because like Shane, if you boot up the spaces and then Jordan logs into the account from his phone, it will close it down. I yeah, mean, it's happened yes. twice, and I didn't realize. I'm just I'm off of it, so it's you, Shane. Fucking run with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, I apologize. Amateur. But also, it's a goddamn NSA motherfuckers. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan is now picked up. Uh, uh, producer, senior producer status. I'm, uh, I'm on the inside. <laughs> All things will I'm be around. Shut, I'm shutting this fucking thing down from the inside, <laughs> guys. Um, Thanks. We, we are above the top of the hour, and um, this is this is where we've uh, we've said, "Hey, we're going to turn this fucker around." Like you know, we we for for an hour we've given you some real doom and gloom, and now it's time to like bring in the hopium and just absolutely crush it right straight into your heart, like atropine, like just nail that sucker. You guys want to hear a funny ass story? I, I knew you did. Um, the, <laughs> one of the first no, times, no, I do not want to hear anything funny, Shane. One of the first times we ever, and I think we should probably do this more too, is we should probably share uh, war stories with people and maybe invite people on to share uh, war stories, yes. especially the, the funny ass ones where like nobody fucking dies, but maybe close. So uh, it's, it's 2003. Oh and I think it's probably somewhere around February. I remember having a birthday around there somewhere. And uh, we've got, you know, Camp Commando, which is a piece of shit, piece of dirt in Kuwait. And we're just like filling sandbags and all this kind of stuff, right? So as we're doing this, the big voice system, I don't know if they didn't have any better names for this thing than the big voice system because there's speakers <laughs> all around camp. And that's where they had a little bit of electricity and it would, you know, come up with this, like, I don't know, warning. And then they would project a voice and it would said, warning, warning, scud inbound. And it would repeat. Right. And so we were like, oh, shit. Right. Like a lot of times, you know, this is the first time we've ever seen any sort of anything. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is not how I picture dying. Um, you know, this <laughs> a scud that fucking takes me out and i mean and anybody that's been around for a long time knows that we used to call scuds uh <laughs> sure could use directions because they, they literally <laughs> fucking fire and fucking forget right and 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 you forget because they you don't know where they're gonna go and you, yeah, you don't care because there's no laser guidance system they're not gonna ha hit what they're actually aimed at like we, we've really zeroed in the target to an area of about 250 fucking miles right like square miles like yeah. it's a big plot it's fucking huge <laughs> but luckily for us you know like we're we're grabbing our shit and like trying to get into the bunkers <clears throat> as fast as we can um which i don't think would have done much but we uh we got into them and sure as shit man like this low flying sound of like what sounded like an f-18 coming real close to the nape of the earth and it hit like probably 200 yards away from us and everybody's freaking the fuck out they're like you know they're like they're purging the gas mask and everything like that we're in there and meanwhile a a, a little further down the road, there are a couple of PFC Lance Corporals that are in this uh, guard tower watching the fucking front gate together. 
and they didn't leave their post because in the Marine Corps, you know, uh, 10 orders, right? You, you don't quit your post until you're properly fucking relieved. <laughs> These guys are out Those there. Those poor fuckers, dude. Dude, this thing fucking burns in. And sure as shit, man, those two are like, hey, you got to stab me in the fucking chest with the atropine because they give you atropine, which is supposed to help you, like, you know, I guess somewhat survive a fucking uh, NBC nuclear biological attempt or attack. And so, yeah, sure as shit, they fucking tear off their their bullet bouncers and they stab each other in the fucking chest with the atropine. And from there forward, they were known as the atropine twins and <laughs> everybody like they walk into the fucking chow hall and everybody oh, like everybody everybody fucking cheered them because it, it got around i mean like wildfire that these these two idiots had done that there was no nbc the fucking scud ran out of gas so they stabbed <laughs> each other in the fucking hearts for absolutely. oh man no so like, like the ordinance didn't even go off like the no. boom was just it crashing it's just crashing oh my god it, it didn't even arc so i don't know i don't know where i was going but like i thought that was a great war story and was, you know <laughs> nobody's really hurt i don't know how those guys are doing today but uh back in the day when they were a source of joy for a lot of guys so anyway i thought that was a pretty good story you know one one quick comment something i thought was funny is is when you said you know i didn't really think i was gonna die like this (laughs) (laughs) that happened a lot in my mind bro me too yeah that's why i was like interesting that he said that i wonder if that goes through a lot of guys mind like when the first time they encounter that situation where it's like man i might i might check out right here like really this is it like yeah, yeah. no seriously that's what went through my mind too the first time i was like is this what it's gonna be like god damn that's like- yeah well, yeah when indirect fire is coming in and you're in the 130 degree shit box uh, that's definitely the thought it goes through your mind <laughs> who i'm gonna ask this and i already know the answer who wants to hear like a brand new lieutenant's first experience leaving the wire from, you know, the fob just, just going say out? It. Just yeah. say it. And the yeah. answer is we all do. So we already know that. So like we're, we're getting ready. We're leaving Camp Ramadi and we're heading down to our cop out, outside of Fallujah. And we're like, I don't know, maybe half a mile outside of the wire. And I'm in the second vehicle in the four or five vehicle convoy we're in. And the vehicle ahead of me, all of a sudden, this like puff of smoke goes up. And all the training I've ever experienced is just like, oh, puff of smoke. I can't hear anything because I got like my headset on. I'm in this vehicle, so I don't hear anything. I'm like, oh, I just can't hear it. I'm like, fucking IED just went off. But, but then I kind of look around and like my driver's like a fucking PFC and he's just like keeps driving. I'm like, you don't seem to be reacting <laughs> at all. Maybe this isn't a big deal. Like, what the fuck's going on? And then I real then we get a little closer and I realize there's just a bunch of fucking sand on the highway that he ran over and it just went as he, he drove over it. And I was like, oh, okay. He just he just drove, drove over sand. It's okay. Like, I don't have to start calling in anything (laughs) i'm just a brand new fucking lieutenant that just is like literally three and a half seconds outside of the wire i don't know why these new lts get such a bad rap man 
I no wonder. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't. Call, I didn't like hit the radio and be like, "What the fuck's happening?" I just like looked around and said, "Nobody else is reacting. Maybe I should keep my cool." But but you but you did get lost using a map, right? Dude, oh, like, look, y'all can talk some shit on look. the tennis, <laughs> but I was a motherfucking stud at land nav. Oh, that's good. Don't, don't, you went, don't you went against the grain on that one. Don't don't go there with me. The whole reason I went SF <laughs> is because I wanted to do the star course. I was like, that looks like a badass land nav. I need a challenge. Let me join SF because they've got a cool land nav course during their selection process. Mm-hmm. This is the whole reason I went that route. It's a smart move. Picking yeah. uh, go, going the way of your uh, your skill set. That was a smart yeah. move. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's all you have to be good at. I'm good at that. Yeah. No, apparently you have to be really smart at a lot of other things and I'm a fucking retard. So it took me a while, <laughs> but that was, the, that was the selection process. I just had well, to, be good I, I, I done read, I done read maps. Good. So <laughs> I could, I could turn North going up. That's uh that's the quota system at work. Thank God. You know, <laughs> well, what, what would we have done without the, the quota system? That was a good bit of laughter, though, guys. Thank um, you. Good stuff. Here for we it. should we should take at least ten minutes each episode and do fucking <laughs> war stories. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's it seems like a pretty good idea. Like, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure between the five of us, there's some pretty hysterical stuff. Like, oh, legitimate um, war stories is all you guys, but I am here for all of it. Hey, they're great stories. Hey, Mike, we all saw the picture with your invincibility shield on. We all know you have stories. They don't have to be combat stories to be fucking hilarious. Right. That was really good, by the way. I think that's the point. When I say war stories, I mean just funny shit that happened. Hey, the belt of invulnerability is real, and everybody that's been in it, been in the military, knows it's a fact. If you are wearing that belt of invulnerability, you can literally get hit by an LMTV, and nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna make a meme with the Bitcoin Veterans logo with just the reflective belt around. <laughs> <laughs> For all the pogs, let's go. Good. Uh, we need to get with that gal that does like the little Bitcoiner cartoons and get like a little Bitcoiner and have like a Bitcoin Veterans pin on it, and then the the belt yeah. of vulnerability. Oh, yes, right. with like with like a with like an unfitted uh, helmet. Like, uh, yeah, dude, perfect, perfect. Uh, Too funny. What's her name? Lysha, late Lena uh, Saishi or something. Lena Saisha, something like that. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Obviously, <laughs> I thought you nailed things. It. We should have worked out pre-production. Yeah. Um, what? It, 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 in a funny sense, fellas, what is um what is the the funniest woke shit that is the, that you saw ever in the military? Maybe experience. You know, I maybe we don't have time for everybody to answer, but like literally, like what what was absolutely the you know I don't know the the moment where you and the guys or girls whatever were all laughing together at some dumb woke ass policy that you're like. Dude. The the absolute failure that was their sexual harassment training. Go, please expound. Every 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 single sexual harassment like briefing, like they made they made they went as far as to make like full length like fifteen minute movie productions for setting yes. up scenarios for this bullshit, and oh, then yes. like two hours worth of powerpoints 
even the Dude, women think- didn't take it seriously. Everybody was laughing at how stupid this training was. It was completely ineffective. It was so ineffective that in the training, they literally tell the like specifically the women, if you are in a situation where you think you're getting raped, yell fire because nobody runs towards helping somebody in a rape situation. Now, like that can be dark or whatever, but it's just like it's it's just hilarious at how like they are completely incapable of pushing like wokeism as far as like making it like bought into by anybody other than the commissioned officer class, like anybody that's enlisted. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me, I got to ask a question about this. You serious right now? Like they said that people don't try to help out if someone's. Yes. Yeah. You yell fire. I don't yell rape. Yep. I I was subjected the same damn thing. It was ridiculous. That's mind blowing. But like in the middle of the briefings, like the, the, when we're struggling through the presentations of the PowerPoints, everybody is laughing at how like how just completely shit the, the briefing is yeah can you imagine being the guy tasked with doing the briefing <laughs> oh my god oh they know it too man they know it oh no they 100 percent know it and yeah. they're like uh... well the thing the thing is we're talking about like this is much different than like the last five years i don't correct me if i'm wrong mike were you even were you in in the last five my, years my contract ended in 2020 so yes okay so maybe you saw it, but I really feel like it was within it's even been since you like just based on the facts of the things we're bringing up. Like I remember that in like 2010 being like, Jesus, these, these like uh, sexual assault videos are fucking terrible. Like they're just giving, all they're doing is teaching my guys like what not to do and what you should do to get away with something. Like they were fucking terrible just fucking awful. And I don't even think that is, I don't even think that's on the top of the iceberg compared to what's going on now. I mean, we had somebody and Shane, you might have one of these images, but like somebody shared the image of like one of the woke comments that's going on right now. And it's like, I just, I, I cannot like my old story of like, Hey, repeal, don't ask, don't tell. That sounds so fucking like 18th century compared to what is happening right now. So I don't, I don't even think any of us are qualified to talk about, like we need some people to come up and like speak on this because I honestly don't think any of us need somebody who's active duty right now. But the problem is if they speak on it and they're active duty, they're getting in big trouble. We, because, I mean, uh, we need somebody who just got out whose the, VA is already approved. The craziest things we ran into was like, I, I don't know, like moms for America or some dumb shit like that. Right. Like the, the softening, right? Like that, that was the worst thing we were running into. I mean, literally in the birthing areas on ship, we had the straightest gay guy and the gayest straight guy, you know, doing gay dare with each other in the fucking birthing area in front of fucking everybody. <laughs> And it was, it was hysterical. It was very uncomfortable. And like, you were like, oh, I don't want, like, maybe, I don't, I don't know. But like, it was, that, that was a, a, a normal thing on ship. And it was a normal thing in the platoon. And it was just like, anybody who wanted to fuck with anybody, you were fair game back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, and it built, yeah. like, it built. Like, all that's gone. The hazing's gone. The, okay, so like. You asked the question, what is the wokest thing you ever saw? That all happened after my time. Like yeah. I was, I'm, I'm older than I look. I was, I was in a long, long time ago. Yeah, I, can I had remember, no idea until you shared those pictures. 
Yeah, I have no digital photographs of when I was in the military. That's how old I am. So anyway, uh, like when I when I can remember getting out in a boot and getting to my first command, and I could I could remember the dudes griping about how like people aren't allowed to beat each other up anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that just ended. Those kind of things just stopped when I when I was going in, and it was there was I mean you know. You, Mike, you brought up the thing about the stress card. It's like, you know, if you're if you're in boot nowadays and your your DI, or your instructor, or your company commander is going at you real hard, you just give them the stress card or whatever. I can't deal with it, right? You know, before right before I went in, I guess I guess they were beating the crap out of you if they if you weren't getting your shit straightened out, right? Yeah, we had yeah. so all out of the second story fucking build. You know, like we were we were on the first level. And, Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah, Paris Island. You know, this guy fell out of the uh, the window, and we had to put him on uh, like quote unquote suicide watch. Literally, like guys standing around with a blue light on this dude all night long, and he was muttering things. He probably had a concussion, but like literally, the guy fell out of the window. Um, before we go any further, I knew uh, like we got about five minutes left. I wanted to open this up because I, Twitter Spaces is back up. No thanks to Jordan, but uh, wanted to, <laughs> wanted to invite uh, old fashioned you motherfuckers down. He, he's tuned in three fucking times and tried to talk. So I was like, you know what, we, we got to extend the invitation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and he just gave us the uh, I am retard. Um, <laughs> so uh, old fashioned brother, uh, go ahead and unmute and uh, let. let Let's, let's hear it. Let's see if uh, this thing works. Good boy. How am I coming in? Oh, five by five, brother. Loud and clear. Leave it, Charlie. Yeah, man. You motherfuckers are testing in pride today. I don't know what's going on. It's uh, got to get that attention to detail going, brother. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Twitter spaces can, uh, can suck sometimes to connect with. Uh, anyway, I was just going to end on the subject. Um, yeah, I, I was in uh, in Japan for a while, flying around, trying to hold the line against the CCP, and I land back uh, in Denver at Buckley, and uh, uh, I was on the intel side of things. I get in there, and uh, there's a guy in the Navy who's a midget. And evidently, what? Short person. <laughs> I'm just little say, person. I'm just gonna little say person. Midget. This shit sounds made up right now. I'm just saying it sounds pretty made up. No shit. There I was. Right. Only keep, somebody keep who's been time in Japan would would keep. think this is a normal. Shane, topic. turn him back up so old fashioned. Keep going. Yeah. Please keep going. Hey, cheers. Yeah, no, the little person, whatever. Either way, the guy got about five contractors fired because he claimed they made fun of him. Meanwhile, that dude would make jokes like the ladies that he was the perfect height for them and all this shit. It was like I had to, they tried to transfer me to his section and I, I vehemently refused. And I refused to go because, man, it was just a setup. I don't know what's going on. That little guy was getting this set up. They're trying to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, well, they, <laughs> you know, I'll open that up for myself with having a few whiskeys and just speaking my mind sometimes. But uh, it was it was entertaining to say the least. To just the dynamics have been muddied when we've gone so woke that like everyone's walking on eggshells because HR is open and ready for somebody to come tell some shit to. And I've seen a lot of good people get pushed out of the service and the system. Because of whiny little, you know, small-minded people who, who might might be a little too sensitive, and that's it. Just hurts my heart to see it. And uh, man, I, if we don't wake up soon, 
and and kill this cancer and get it out of the system. I, we're just going to have the bar's going to be lowered further. We're going to have more and more problems on our hands. And anyway, it's my birthday today, boys. So oh, I'm gonna happy, drink birthday. happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday, I'm man. This is old fashioned out for a big steak. Cheers, and drink for a happy and, uh, hey, stick, and we'll see how it goes. Stick around because Gabe's going to sing happy birthday to you. Yeah. You better fucking <laughs> sing it well. Hey, old fashioned. <laughs> I've been drinking with you all night. I didn't know why, hey. but oh. I'm drinking with you. Old, old fashioned, hey man, we Cheers. we really appreciate you stopping by, man. Sorry, it was uh, so so close to the end of the show, and thanks everybody out there in Twitter Spaces for for coming back in for this. Um, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Let's sort it around. We, I mean, we're I mean, we're at hour thirty one, we blew right through our time hack, but whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, closing thoughts on how wokeness in the military and uh, Bitcoin kind of maybe fit in the same space to give some people some hope easy that's an easy question shane easy <laughs> well then hit it up alex let's go yeah come on mr easy i'm let's scared i don't know how to follow up midget stories oh it's so good to laugh <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a pretty deep conversation i think like uh there's a lot to unpack to to kind of bridge those two concepts together and I think that that is actually going to occur over the series of episodes that we do over time. But mm-hmm. a lot of it is going to have to come down to regaining a system where the politicians are actually accountable to the people. Because a lot of this stuff is uh, basically political, set, second and third order effects from political fallout. So until politicians are held accountable in terms of their behavior uh i don't know how that's going to get fixed and i think i be- i personally believe that it may take a little while this is not going to happen overnight heck it could take decades po- perhaps i don't know it could go faster than that maybe it depends on how, on the adoption rate all that kind of thing of bitcoin but when you when you change the revenue system you change the money system that's going to be the start of holding it politicians accountable and we can dig deeper into that in other episodes but that's that's the direction it's going to have to go aside from just really you know problems and i would rather not see the problems route i would much much rather see the the peaceful uh evolution of mankind to a better species through bitcoin yeah i i i have to go man I'm, i gotta i don't have to leave but i gotta jump right now on this because you're you're what you're saying is is working with me man um i, I completely agree this is this is the type of thing that is multi-generational in the in the change um duration of it it's going to take a while um and, and yeah the, what we're seeing in the military obviously of course is definitely politically driven um i don't know if you've read the book about face by um david hackworth uh, about his uh his his uh, battle against a lot of the a lot of the worst parts of the military. I'll just put it to you like that. But I mean, we we saw a tremendous shift happen happen um, in the direction towards you know what we're referring to as wokeness um, back in around two thousand and eight. When, you know, starting around that time, we saw an increase in the purging of uh, quality leaders, you know, you know, with uh, covered in scandal. David Petraeus was driven out. Stan McChrystal was driven out. Um, And these were people, you know, not perfect, obviously, but they 
they commanded respect and they, I would consider them in large part to be good leaders, but it's, it's been seen continuing and just growing and growing worse. And there are reasons behind that. However, and, and I agree that is a longer, um, much more expansive conversation for us to have. But again, we can come back around to hope when we look at what Bitcoin can do, when we look at freeing the revenue, when we look at empowering individuals, when we look at especially educating um, our fellow veterans and non-veterans, um, bringing this education on Bitcoin into the military um, and enlightening and sharing and empowering active duty service members and even the younger generations that, you know, we can call, you know, pre-military individuals because people are still going to join. Not as many are joining, but people will still join the military. People do still want to serve. There are some kids that are still growing up, um, shooting things in the backyard with 22s. They want to do military type stuff and it's just, they love it. And that's great. Um, let them get out there and let them do that. Hopefully we can prepare them to go in and to salvage what is left of our military. Um, but the reality is, this is the way that we can do that. Bitcoin is the way that we can do that. It is the most powerful lever that we have that can begin to create that cultural shift within the military. Because regardless of of our of our thoughts and our feelings about the military, the military is is an important element of any national identity. And and I do want to point out, I'm not talking about governmental identity. I'm talking about our national identity as people. Okay, our warriors matter. The warriors of any civilization matter to that civilization. And what they do is a huge driving force in the shape and the direction of that culture and that civilization. But Bitcoin is the hope that I believe can drive that that change in the right direction. And it's it becomes more and more apparent to me the more and more I study Bitcoin that education is among the most important factor right now education get the signal out there informing people and equipping them with the knowledge and the resources that they need to get on the mission I'll, I'll jump in and just keep it succinct in the sense of as far as like how bitcoin, how is how bitcoin allows or enables um fighting back of this wokeism bullshit especially in the military is that very simply it's because of its uncensorability, unseizability, uh, the security of the SHA-256 and everything, the money or the value that is kept stored in Bitcoin, I ignore the money part, the value that is kept stored in Bitcoin, um, the time and the energy and the effort that is kept there and protected and custodied ends up becoming fuck you money regardless of the actual dollar value of that, that asset, right? Because... It, like if some if you have if you have a savings or a nest egg that literally can't be taken from somebody that gives you a level of freedom and optionality and confidence that you can literally stand against like all this bullshit just like oh you you're you say you're gonna kick me out of the military because I'm not taking the jab or I'm not in like taking part in this wokeism bullshit Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a savings here in Bitcoin that you can't take or remove from me. So fine. Kick me out. Like, great. Do it. I challenge you. And like, how many, like, I mean, a few people probably got booted out for that, but it's just, it, it, it changes the, the game theory and allows for a more healthy shifting of the game board. Yeah. Amen.
Jordan, what do you got, man? So ultimately what I have to say is I don't want to fucking talk about this woke shit at all, ever. <laughs> like seriously, I mean, it's all, we all understand that it's bullshit. So why are we even feeding it any fuel, right? It's too it's, late. We just like, did it for an hour and a half. We did. Yeah. We did. How do you, how do you- you feel about like tonight's podcast we'll just delete it <laughs> yeah just fucking delete this whole fucking thing no we really didn't what we talked about was fucking man shit and like accomplishing missions getting on the mission and we tied it back to bitcoin a little bit but mostly we just talked about like experiences in the military right that's really what we talked about because nobody really wanted to fucking touch this bullshit woke bs that we all understand is just undermining everything, right? <laughs> and there's so many ways to talk about it that we we hit on it. We hit on like how the U.S. federal government has operated for the last 200 years under the Monroe Doctrine and how, you know, yeah, maybe if some shit pops off in Central or South America, like, and we can't do anything about it, it's a signal for the fall of the empire. Well, whether we can or can't, maybe maybe we can control this empire for a little bit longer or this hemisphere for a little bit longer. That doesn't mean anything like it's it's fucking over. And I really just want people to stop talking about like the woke shit. Like, yes, it's fucking infiltrated the military. We know that. All right. It's done. So is the U.S. dollar. Like there's so many aspects of the empire that has propped it up for so long that we all understand is done. And honestly, like we're feeding more fuel to the fire talking about the woke shit. And we honestly, what I think, like we want to talk about solutions. We need to stop talking about the woke shit. It's done. We all know it's failing. We see like, look around and it's fucking failing. So just like we've talked about it, we've touched on it. It's like, it's, it's a tent pole we had to touch and we all understand that it's not going anywhere. And it's just the downfall of the empire, which is kind of good for Bitcoin in a sense, but we don't want it to be, we don't want it to be bad for America because we separate like the government of the United States from the people of America. And I also say that understanding like we're Bitcoin veterans. We want to reach to fucking veterans all across the world. But like it or not, America is still kind of like the leader of the world. A lot of countries look towards it. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not if things start splintering off. So I think we just need to, as a society or as a culture, maybe within Bitcoin, move away from fucking wokeism. And just realize it's a stupid fucking fad that has already died out. Let's all move on. And let's talk about the next step. Okay. So um, Jordan Jordan gave us a subject and then he railed against it at the very end. Just, just <laughs> like the government. It's like, here's the problem. Now, now we're, we're, we're going to address the problem and solve it with an even shittier problem. Um, no, I... I <laughs> We we won't talk about wokeism. Um, I closing out um, in terms of what does this all mean in terms of Bitcoin? 
I will definitely tell you for a matter of fact that I never, ever gave a shit about any of this kind of stuff when they were sending me into combat, which I will tell you, you know, like with the op tempo that we were on in 2003 and 2004, it was almost a nightly affair, right? Like, listen, we're going here. We're doing this shit. Strap up and let's go. And every time you left the fucking wire and sometimes even when you were in the wire, like you, you were you were in jeopardy. Right. And the, I didn't give a damn who was pegging who I didn't <laughs> give her who was hooking up in 104 fucking degree, you know, Porta Johns. I didn't care who was in command. I didn't give a shit about any of that kind of stuff. What I cared about was like how how much of a chance do we have of coming back here and and being alive and none of that kind of stuff mattered so to translate that into bitcoin what does bitcoin do well bitcoin is skin of the game it literally is this thing that cuts out cancers it cuts out anything that is extra that doesn't need to be there or at least questions it and says listen if our if our objective in this case in terms of the military is to be a a, a force of lethality then what what are we doing to make that you know, the most lethal force possible that we're putting forth out there. And that's not what wokeism does. Wokeism does the opposite of that. It doesn't ask the question and, and literally goes in 180 degrees in the opposite direction and says, we're actually going to do all these things and we don't give a shit what it costs. That is the most MMT fiat counterfeit class thing you could possibly do in terms of a military and i think on a bitcoin standard if there is a military what you're looking at is a very refined very you know you know much much like the the marine corps infantry you know for that matter is they don't have state-of-the-art shit you've got state-of-the-art people who are never quit super lethal with just a rifle type of guy right and then can make wonders happen when given other resources because he's been starved to death of what could have possibly been so when he finally gets his hands on something it's like this guy can rip through god knows how many things he's got force multipliers at his fingertips just because he's well trained and that's that's what i think a real quote-unquote defense force looks like under a military like a, under a bitcoin standard is you've got all the lethality and a very small fraction of the woke bullshit that is going on in 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 today's you know military stratosphere so i i think um that's kind of where we'll, we'll wrap up uh the show uh thanks to everybody out there in twitter spaces uh, I want to I want to take a moment here, real quick, and uh, and thank uh, both uh, Swan Bitcoin, who has helped me obviously with what we're doing uh, in in this space. Um, if you guys need anything in terms of understanding, uh, we are offering a premium now, right, Alex? Um, if if you if you want to sign up, you can contact uh, both myself and Alex. Uh, if you're a military member, if you're EMS, if you're a veteran. We have a premium membership ready for you guys, and um, really, uh, you know, thank, thank you, thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you want to spread that around, and uh, to the guys over at Fountain FM uh, that are going to, you know, help us uh, make more inroads with Bitcoin. Uh, if you're listening on Fountain FM, you want to, you want to interact with us. Uh, we'll start reading the comments there as well. And I know things are slow over at Fountain right now. I we're, we're working on it, but. Uh, great organization and um at the uh at 
you know, the, the end of it, it's it's one of those organizations in Bitcoin that's doing some pretty amazing things to to help people understand and get on the mission. So um, without any further ado, we're going to conclude the show. Thank you guys for all tuning in. Mike Hobart, Gabe, Jordan, Alex Stanzik, thank you guys so much. Uh, when you're out there, remember Bitcoin, don't shit coin. And uh, we'll catch you next here uh, Wednesday, 7 p.m. We'll see you then. Peace. Midgets. Midgets. <laughs> <laughs> Midgets.